You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Wepa! What up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders. This is going to be a really great episode today because we got two amazing creators, right? One has been a boss all the way from the land down under. We got another man over there all the way from Europe. I mean, these cats have come together to create something called the Speed Republic. You know, it's going to be coming out through Mad Cave next year in February. That's right, yo. We, we're bringing you some early on greatness by these two amazing creators. Let me bring up the first homie. All the way from Mars, the one and only Ryan. Okay. Lindsay, where I was popping, brother? Hey, mate, it's good to be on. Thank you for uh, having us across. I really appreciate it. No, no, no. Thank you for coming on. Let me bring in the other big homie, the one and only, the artist that that's drawing this beautiful book right here. The one, and only, Emmanuel Parascandolo. Tell me, I got hey, that right. Tell me, uh, I got it right. Yeah, you got it right. You got it right. Hey, thank you. Hey. <laughs> Excellent. So thank you guys for coming on, man. It's going to be a blast here because you guys have created a beautiful book. There goes the big dog right there himself, Lucas Fushina, saying, hey, Pale! You know, also a big fan of, of you guys. So, all right. So let us know, Ryan, starting with you, where you at right now? Tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into the awesomeness of this great book. All right. For those wondering uh, what we do down here, down under, is we write some comics and have been doing so for nearly a decade. I'm closing in on a decade from when my first short story uh, launched into the world. Yeah, which is pretty, um, it's pretty nuts. It's pretty cool. So I've spent the last uh, 10 years balancing that writing with a full-time teaching load. And so I sort of managed to get like a solid story or two out every year, whether it's a graphic novel or a mini series. And I've worked with, you know, Dark Horse and IDW and Black Mask uh, a bunch of times. Um, And a few other the publishers and so i'm just slowly just like branching out into new sort of areas of like story because we were talking before the show started that like my niche is like sci-fi but weird and then mashed up with crime and we sort of like start to flow out there and so um yeah i've put everything i've learned into this story speed republic with with mad cave who's a, a, a publisher it's the first time i've worked with them and they have been unreal to work with they have been absolutely phenomenal so i yeah, expect I, that I, I i met mark and I, I saw the fire and passion mm-hmm. behind the ceo that run, run man cave so it's like yeah I, I i believe it yo that's a real dude with a real company right here you know i love it so how about it's pretty you cool yeah man how about you man well yeah you know, let, um, let them know man how is it where you at and all okay i'm i'm in napoli italy which, which yeah. is the south of italy and um, I've been doing comics for almost 10 years now. I, I've been studying and making comics, although I've only published a few, um, a few comics in, by Italian editors, uh, minor editors. And um, yeah, last year I've, I've been proposed to make, a, make this comic book uh, with Mad Cave for, for Mad Cave with Ryan. And uh, this was my, I think it was my first, major experience um for for an american comic book uh, it's my first okay. american comic book and it's been a blast oh, total excellent. blast 
So, so let me start with this question with you then. So, what was your first love in this pop culture realm? What was the first thing that 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 you fell in love with and kind of inspired you? You mean in the comic culture? You know, the, whether it's comics, comic but, yeah. Whatever it was, because everybody's different. Some people it was the comics, some people it was the TV, some people it was just the TV show mm. or movie. So what was it for you? Well, I gotta say, um, it's gotta be uh, the Amazing Spider-Man in general. You know, when I was a kid, <laughs> it was the first thing that it it stuck with me for my whole life. I I'd seen cartoons, and I I my first comic book actually was was, was Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Okay, okay. And that uh, the day I opened that comic book, I said, "Wow, I want to do this when I when I grow up." <laughs> so that's how we started. What do you mean? Do, you know, write comic books or be Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> probably I, I was going. Uh, yeah, I was going for being Spider-Man back then. Yeah, I was trying to you know uh, <laughs> shoot webs. And no, no. Then uh, later, I I decided that was more uh, realistic to draw comic books because. Uh, that was my passion, actually, uh, ever since I was a little kid. That's yeah, what draw. about you, Ryan? Why was that first love? Why was the first love? The woman the, that, that said, oh, my God, I need to do this. This is my joint. Yeah, I mean, I would... Because I, I, I grew up with two older brothers. One's five years older and one's ten years older. And um, so I just had lots of story around when I was growing up. I just remember from as, as far back as memory exists in my head, there have been comics around, there have been dodgy horror movies, there have been novels, <laughs> like there's all this sort of stuff. But I think if I really delve back, the thing that probably was like the real spark of especially like creation passion was probably Roald Dahl books and, and falling in love with like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and then Matilda and The Witches and then transitioning from those into reading his autobio stuff like Boy and Going Solo. I remember discovering those at about age nine and just sort of going like, oh, this 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 guy can write like the magic finger for like four-year-olds, but then he can like layer up. And then I found like a bunch of his short stories that he had published in stuff like Playboy and different places. And they're really hey, Playboy, like... Wait a minute. How were you looking these things up in Playboy, you naughty boy? I was doing it for the articles, man. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> refined gentleman. Um, but yeah, he had these adult uh, collections of short stories and they're like, they're twisted. They're dark and like really subversive. And I just like I can remember going through his whole catalog and just realizing that this author always played with the absurd, but he always teased it out in different ways, depending on his audience. And he had these like great big ideas. And that was probably like it was around that age that I started writing um, short stories. They were terrible, like utterly horrendous, as they all should be when you start off. But I, I do remember back then wanting to make comics, but distinctly knowing I could not draw. And so I knew that that was, that was, that was a limit. And so I wouldn't start, I wouldn't start really tinkering with comics until I was in my early twenties. Oh, really? So, all right. So I'll start this question with you. So was it in your early twenties when you found your tribe, if you will, you know, your artists, your colorists, your, your, your network of folks that also love this? Yeah. And, and especially being in Australia, I, I had no idea, like, if, you know, enough people were making comics down here. We all seemed so spread out um, across this gigantic country. And so I just sort of started tinkering with scripts and ideas, like, just, just like, alongside teaching. So it was really just like a a, a thing that I would just tinker with. Um, but eventually I got a story together and I, I, I remember I, I, I put a pitch together and I looked on um, Digital Webbing was the name of the site where you can link oh, up wow. with artists. So this would have been like 2006 maybe. Okay. And you you probably know this guy. I linked up with um, Justin Greenwood, who oh, yeah. has done like yeah, a oh. bunch of stuff. 
So through digital web. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he so responded to an ad thing, and we got we got chatting, and so I hired him for this pitch, and it didn't go anywhere because, to be honest, it was a terrible story. Great art, but terrible story. Um, and so we put this pitch together, and we just stayed in contact forevermore right. after there. We share stuff with each other, and you know, we still want to do something together. But I have been able to catch up with him when I've gone across to Seattle, and he's just like a great dude he's just like a really top bloke and so through him you know i met a few people you know you start to yeah as you say branch out um because one of the questions i often get now from people is um like where do you find artists and and colorists and at the moment i gotta say i have absolutely no idea like in 2021 i have no clue (laughs) 10 years ago i would say go on twitter which is what i did and that's where i met um eric zavadsky and that's where i met owen gianni and it was through eric brisson on twitter that i met um sammy covella so all these people that i've worked with came through social media i i just don't i don't use social media in that way anymore because it's a bit of a swamp and so um yeah but 15 years ago digital webbing um got me the justin greenwood hookup and and it was putting that pitch together and i wrote the full mini series out because i was just like i just needed to get immersed into it we did this five six page pitch um and putting that out there was so creatively fulfilling and i remember thinking that even though it got picked up nowhere it was still amazing to say oh i've i've leaped a new hurdle I've put a pitch yeah. together. So next is I put a short story together and then I put a one shot and, you know, you slowly start building, but it was, it was a really, I look back on that as a really sort of like fun time. That's kind of cool. What about you, Mel? You know, when did you find your tribe? You know, was it an easy find? You know, is, is it, and I know Italy has a big comic community, but was it easy to find your tribe? Well, no, I, I am, you know, I, I was pretty, it was pretty easy because um, I, I studied in a, in a school. No, after high school, I I, I went to a school uh, that is pretty famous uh, in Italy, which is uh, Scuola Italiana di Comics. Uh, we, it's a big school here, and uh, during those years, I I managed to you know to, to understand which which kinds of comics and languages in comics I I prefer, and uh, I've met a lot of people, a lot of great people who teach who to, who taught me a lot and. Um, Right after that, actually, I I met uh, Michele, the the colorist for Speed Republic, uh, Michele Monte, okay. and uh, we, you know, we we spent a lot of time to, together, working together on different stuff, and uh, that that's pretty much how I got uh, into this because uh, because he he kind of uh, introduced me. <laughs> Okay, and uh, but that's the way it is you gotta get the hookup sometimes yeah, yeah. it's just great you know and god bless that opportunity because you know we get to see the awesomeness of your amazing work now <laughs> thank you thank you, you know so shout out to your homie there for for helping yeah yeah absolutely that's great so folks you know let, let me do it man because I, I you know these guys are talking about speed power speed power people are like what what is this all right let me, let me show you, man. They have this awesome trailer, you know, courtesy of Matt Cave. Yo, check, check this bad boy out. You guys are going to dig it.
I love that that old school time music right there too, man. It's um, <laughs> it's not gangster. So talk about the inspiration behind this story right here. What's going on, man? Because I mean, it looks, like, it looks like the world has gone batshit crazy. Yeah, man. Like I, I Matt Cave had reached out to me uh, a, a while back because we've been prepping this one. It's all done, which is really really cool. Um, oh, nice. They'd reached out to me and they had like this kernel of an idea. Um, and so I was like, look, I want to take this and I want to just like, I want to, I want to play with it. I want to have fun. I want to get nuts with it. Um, what's the scope on this? And they were like, look, the scope is like, do some awesome work. So they were so creatively open to me going a little bit nuts with this concept. And so what we ended up bringing together was this idea that, you know, in the future, um, and, and, and there's, there's this whole global political thing, but we hone in, um, there's been some, you know, superpowers acting pretty super bad. And so we end up with this like forged state of Europe that has come together, but it does not work for the like multitude of people. It works for the 1% shock horror. And so we have this entire nation state of Europe, just in distress and under control of this guy, the autocrat. He's this, He's this sort of demagogue figure that just like looms over everything. He's got a finger in every pie. He is but the what the hell is an autocrat? So he's not a Republican or a Democrat. What the hell is an autocrat? He's the, he's the worst of them both. <laughs> no, that, that's it. We're we're just siphoning out the worst of like everything that you can get. And so we get this 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 guy. This you know this this functional name of the autocrat as well. So it's very impersonal. Very very character that you'd be skeptical of and so you can see him in the trailer he's like bang starting the race off and so um he's 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 not the sort of person you want in charge but he's the sort of person you end up with in charge that's just sort of how it happens and so within this world we have this opportunity of the grand race where you know um people can go in with their cars and they can they can aim to get to odensk in um, denmark and and win and if they do you know, endless pleasures and money await. But uh, for most people along the way across Europe, it's just not going to go well. So we have this sort of like Mad Max meets Speed Racer sort of nuts race. But within it, we have this guy sitting on the hood of his car, Seb Valencia. And so he was, he was, I loved the, I loved the setup that we eventually came up with. I love this idea of the grand race. I love this cannonball run through this future dystopian um, thing. I love these political overtones above it. But Seb's the anchor to it all. So he's... He's a listless guy. He is unanchored. He doesn't know what he's doing sort of thing. But his dad's getting sick. And so he realizes, like, you know, life's all heading in one. It's all going down the drain for everybody. He wants to see if he can turn it around. So we open with him in this race, hoping to set off. But he's not exactly, you know, built to win or be completely heroic or anything like that. He's very much a sort of every man. He's just sort of trundling along and he's got... It's like us three went ahead and tried to say, yo, let's go jump into a race with these pros. Sure, why not? <laughs> Pretty much. We'd have some fun, but we'd have to make sure we survived. And so, yeah, he becomes this sort of center to um, an, an exploration of the landscape. But it also becomes a bit of an exploration of, like, how far do we go to try to maintain hope? And how far are we willing to go to try and find some semblance of, if not victory, normality or, you know, a survival? Or do we keep feeding these pigs that are the 1%, you know, like, like, like with, with our suffrage, if you will? Yeah. You know? And so suffering. it's, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a brilliant landscape to sort of tell some fairly universal things that, that we do not need the future and a fused Europe state 
to actually happen for us to really understand a lot of the undertones of what's happening. I mean, and what happened to the water, yo? What happened to the water? I mean, that's that's kind of a theme, and kind of that's that's where you know I definitely see that Mad Max theme. You know, certain things are scarce. Yeah, that's it. Like, and and are they scarce because they're dwindling, or are they scarce because that's the way they've been positioned and controlled? Not to get too tinfoily on this one, but you know. Often, often scarcity is a uh, feature of the product and not a bug in the system. And so, um, yeah, we sort of we we delve into all of those things, and that's why um, we started initially. Um, I hope I get this one right. We started initially with Chris Fernandez um, editing and and massaging this together, and then he got an upgrade and a promotion, and Chris Sanchez came on to, um, yeah. to oh yeah, edit a, a hell of a promotion. <laughs> yes, and so. Um, I think it was um, uh, Chris Fernandez who had initially sent me a link to Emmanuel's um, Instagram. And I remember we were talking about like style and theme and tone of everything in the story. And he sent me this link and he was like, well, let's start thinking about who we're going to, you know, work with now that we've got the story sort of like cooking. And I get this link to Emmanuel's Instagram and I was just like, well, here's our artist. Like, Oh, you fell in love instantly. Love yeah, there's a lot. There's a bromance here, folks. You hear this? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You wonder why the shirt's open? It's because I'm heating hey. up. <laughs> it's not just the Aussie heat either. Although that'd be a good nickname. No. Um. So, oh, I'm so flattered. Hey, Aussie heat. Hey, look at that. Now we know Ryan <laughs> King Lindsay when we comes into a match into the wrestling ring. Aussie heat. Hey. Aussie heat and Italian Love stallion. It. That's us. And so no, I like like it was. It was, remember, it was the first artist. It was the first link that Chris had sent me, and I was like, oh, can we please get Emmanuel on this call? It was on your first. You fell in love. You were done. Decision Mm. made. Beautiful. Absolutely. How do you you feel about that, Emmanuel? Yeah, I I, I feel, as I said, I'm very flattered. Thank you, Ryan. And, uh, (laughs) you know, I didn't know all of this. This is uh, behind the scenes for me. Uh, And I'm all the more flattered (laughs) because uh, I didn't know I was, uh, it was love at first sight. Thank you. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I can um, see, man. I can see that you'd bring you'd bring the 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 energy to the pages. But like we were, we were saying earlier, like the characters need to pop. Like ultimately, you know, it's a car chase book, but it's also you know Seb's story, and it's the story mm-hmm. of the people of Europe. And so I really wanted, and you see it in that trailer. Oh my goodness, watching it again just then, I was like smiling at so many different. Like there's little moments. And I hope some people go back to that trailer. Like there's even you can see one where. Um, and I'll talk about them in a moment, but these dog heads, these people in dog masks are pouring the fuel over the car and Seb's sitting in there. And if you look closely, he's just sitting there with a big dumb grin on his face and just little moments like that, just like snap off the page. Um, and that's what's like that. That was like, you know, you write a story, you fall in love with a story, but when it's sent to you in your inbox through beautiful, perfect storytelling art, that's when it's like, all right, this now we're getting married. This is, this is real love sort of thing. So um yeah so no but i was gonna say those dog head characters they were fun to like dream up they're like this weird sort of club meets cult meets like if you think the ducky boys in the wanderers if you've ever seen that ducky boys yeah these are these are european ducky boys coming out yeah and so they're nuts they're 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 the element of chaos like their complete anarchy in in europe you know you've got control you've got poverty these these fools are nuts and the way that Emmanuel's brought them to life you just feel their like chaotic energy just like coming through the panels and they're they're a great element to play with in the story they're not an element I'd want to come across or anything like in real life but geez yeah they're stuff like that where we get to like you know we get to reimagine what what this future might look like and how it will get in the way of Seb 
so much fun. And that trailer really does hint at an insane amount. I think I saw, um, I saw a yeah. few things reading the first issue. I was, oh, oh, wow. Yeah, definitely people. Oh, my God. I can't wait till they go back after reading the first issue and see this. Like, then anticipate what's going to happen. Because now, for me, it's anticipation. Like, oh, snap. There's some crazy stuff that's going to pop off in this mofo. And I can't wait. <laughs> So, Emmanuel, talk, talk about the process, man. I mean, how easy is it to work with Ryan? How easy is it to translate those words into art? Yeah, it was surprisingly easy. Not, not because, uh, I mean, it's all credit to you, Ryan, because we, we never worked before together. And uh, as I read the script, I, I, I literally could picture every scene right, right, right away. You know, I, it was all in my mind already, and I, I thought, this is this is a pleasure to read. This could be a book, actually, <laughs> without without art. And then I was so happy to see uh, Ryan's response and Chris's response to to the first uh, layouts of the of, of the of the pages and the and the characters' design because uh, they were. I didn't really try, you know. I, I didn't have to make uh several attempts i just I, I just started drawing the characters especially seb seb valencia he you know he, he formed in my mind i i thought it's it's got to be this it's got to be he's got to look like this uh, he's kind of um you know he, he's he's a normal guy but um he he's involved in in stuff that is bigger than him, than him and uh but but he's still our hero, so it's it's gotta be fun. And uh, I don't know, I had so much fun uh, making this this character, every character actually. In fact, in the trailer, there, there's a lot of uh, foreshadowing of stuff uh, we will we will see, people will see in the in in other issues. And I I I really want to talk about yeah. <laughs> a lot of characters. I, I was glad to see some of the Gonzo stuff in there. Like he's he's driving along with the brain next to the car. Yeah, yeah I can yeah. imagine people that looking that and up. going, "What's That's coming?" Going to be that messed me up because I read that for this. I'm like, wait a minute, what the hell is this brain? Yo, that's that? a great issue. That uh, that's one of those wait. things where I'm like, oh, can we? And then Emmanuel announced it. I'm like, oh man, can we ever? That issue is going to go off. Yeah, that's crazy. That that was the craziest, and I I remember that that was the one I I worked on that one during summer, so it was boiling hot. And that's <laughs> that's how that's how it all came out, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's, it's got so many energy. I want to know, man, what's the car inspiration, the design? What 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 what, what car inspiration? Because I kind of see a little Mercedes. I see Mercedes here, but then with that wing, kind of throws me off. Yeah, I I have to make a confession. I'm not a, I'm not an expert in cars, mm, so I okay. I took some of the models that were in the in the script because uh, Ryan and Chris, okay. I think they came up uh, with a with a few models. Okay. And um, I started uh, looking up uh, every reference I could because that was one of my first time drawing so many cars in just one comic book. So <laughs> I. I at some point, I actually mixed in <laughs> some <laughs> features from cars. I uh, see it. Though. It looks hot, though, man. You know, you might get uh, some new car enthusiasts doing some things here. <laughs> yeah, because I figured, you know, it's it's a dystopian future. Maybe people are, you know, making cars from scraps. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah that's that's my excuse for not knowing cars. <laughs> and let me tell you, you made this man look so scummy. 
Yeah. yeah. Look at his face. I mean, I feel like smacking him already. Yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's, he's he's terrible. You did, you've nailed that yeah, on the page. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you is, is he modeled after any politician in your country or something? <laughs> <laughs> don't get yourself in trouble. I don't want you to get. No, no, I, I'm not saying anything. Maybe maybe he's modeled after every politician. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't get in trouble. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> That's well, look at this, folks. I mean, this is what this race is. I mean, it's a race that, yeah. you know what? You got scumbags on the road, too. I mean, you yeah. got, you know, you got little traps. You got people that got paid to F with you. I mean, this Ooh. race is not an easy race. Like, if you're going to make it to the top, I mean, when they talk about surviving, it's not a joke. Hmm. Yeah, we put together a whole document that was like rules of the race and we were just like, you know, oh, people can mess with each other and we were like, all right, to make sure that, you know, it's 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 over so many like hundreds of kilometers, realistically, if it was just one long continuous race, it would stretch out too far and you wouldn't have conflict. So we made it that you have to go through certain cities and once okay. you get there, you can't leave, you know, straight away. And so that way cars get a chance to kind of catch up and keep messing That's with you. Fair. And when you yeah. get to the cities, you kind of have to keep in motion so that no one like ambushes you or whatever. But when you get Shit. to cities, you can also hunt out certain items and that'll get you like an early leavers pass. So then we've got these tiny little like bottle elements of um, like ticking clocks. And so that part was really fun. And we came up with all that sort of stuff just to, to make sure that tension kept being reintroduced. But you're made very sense. sick, Ryan. You're a sick man. Thank you. I don't like making anything easy for any of my characters ever. <laughs> so um, that that's definitely a running theme. I don't think many of my characters get a, a smooth run from Go to Woe uh, in, in any books. And, th- and this book is no different. We, we really keep the, the, the foot down on the pedal until pretty much the last page. It's and, and in fact, there's one moment I love that we've written way late in the in the series for the autocrat, where I remember writing it and thinking this is too much, like this could never work. And then like you know, reading the news for half an hour and being like, nope, anyone can do anything these days, and <laughs> it'll work. So I was like, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> in world, anything is absolutely possible. You never know. Yeah. I mean, but look at those pages, man. Yeah, like yeah. just looking at them again, you just you see how kinetic they are. And how much like flow there is on them, and man, our colorist. Yeah, like, I wanted to say that. Yeah, a gift. The coloring is gorgeous, mm. and not just that. I'm even looking at the letterer with the boom and the placement of everything. Great mm. job. I mean, I see the placement of the B to make sure not to interfere with the character himself. I mean, uh, the great uses of the space. Yes, you know, it's, I'm um, digging it. It's it's been such a dream book to put together, and you know, I mean, Emmanuel, we've been working on this for. A year more? I don't know. I, I think it was uh, a, a bit less than a year. I think. I yeah. think we started. It was March, I think, and then we no. ended ended somewhere near November uh, last yeah. year. I, I'm not sure, but yeah, it was a pretty long time. And uh, you know, so I, I, I felt cozy while doing it. I, after nice. a while, you know, uh, I was happy yeah. every day to wake up and start it start making pages it was how did you get the rest of the teams together though because you know you have these colorists and letter how, how did you get them on board because i know you mind you mentioned that one of them was you know a, a buddy in school mm-hmm. yeah so you know where, where did the other person come from well i uh i wasn't i wasn't very involved in the in the process in the process okay. i mean i i i got uh later uh I, the team was already formed i think Ryan, okay, the... it was Ryan. Okay. Yeah, I think Chris must have brought the letter in from. Oh, nice. 
So yeah. Mad Cave kind of really, you know, helps form the Voltron mechanism, if you will. <laughs> yes. Definitely, nice. they've been they've been really really cool. They're 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 stuff, man. I, I I'm fairly sure you guys have been covering a bit of it Absolutely. already over the last little while. But their books are good, like, and just on on the up and up. I love like the ideas they're coming up with and uh, the creative teams that they're putting together. Um, so yeah, to get to get a chance to like slipstream in to uh, their fold and and tell a really fun, really like really bombastic but still really meaningful story is yes. like is completely my jam. I love that 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 sweet space. Yeah. Look at these crazy bastards right there, right? These are the dudes you're talking yeah. about. It's nuts. Look at these guys. Yeah, yeah they yeah, were. The... Yeah, I'm sorry, right? No, I was going to say they were like fun to write because you can go a bit nuts. Um, but yeah, the way you've drawn their masks and their faces just looks right. so, I don't know, it's eerie, man. They're really like extra creepy. <laughs> it, it, it's on that, uh, the purge stuff. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. That, 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 that's definitely one of, one of the influences here. So oh, there you go. I'm, I'm happy to know that they, they, they came out. Uh, creepy and all, <laughs> as as they were intended to be, actually. And um, is, you know, uh, I I love I love making this story because uh, as I as I drew the pages, I I was reading the script, of course, and I I love how how it was crazy because it was totally crazy. And uh, but there was so much character development in here uh, for for the for the main character and all the other characters. I I just love while reading it. I I I, I that's that's something I loved about it, I, really. Oh, that's man. good, man. It's so... nice to be able to, to to find those layers to to put into the story and that the art can bring out. Because yeah, ultimately, I want people to go. This is a cool world and dive in. But at the end, they need to sort of go like, well, we went on a we went on kind of like a personal whirlwind. And so yeah, we've got Seb at the center. We've got this other racer, Shane, who um appears in the first issue and she's she's very, very interesting and mysterious oh, initially. Yes, she is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, so while... I, I thought he was gonna score I was for a minute. I guess not. No, well, that's oh, it. Yet. You never know what's going to happen on the roads. And so <laughs> we try to keep it all mysterious in, in, in the first issue. And so Seb is like our open sort of like book case of like, here's what life looks like here. And Shane, she's kind of like the opposite where it's just like, well, here's someone clearly affected by this world, but we don't know what's going on in there. And so we wanted that sort of like one, two punch and um, their journeys, you know, go, go at like different sort of like wavelengths throughout it. But it's interesting to follow them. Um, and then we have like these other little side characters that we kind of like build in, whether it's the dog heads who are like a, a, a force of nature or whether it's some of the other people that we slowly start to investigate as issues, you know, two plus um, come out. We always want people to feel like lived in in the world and not like they've entered the scene, but that the scene has passed through their life. And so as we meet them, they've got like a lot going on and they've got their own goals sort of going on. Um, But our story then sort of intersects with them. And that's where, you know, some more drama comes out because yeah, thinking about like the amount of um, space, like the cities that we take up and the countries that we go through throughout the tale, you're going to have different people sort of turn up and you've almost got these like racing vignettes of like, here's how we interact with this city for this purpose, but then it rolls on. Um, So it's a, it's a cool sprawling story with Seb and Shane sort of, going through their separate um, uh, journeys of, of exploration of why they're in the race and what the race means to them. Oh, yeah. um, and it was just like really fun, really fun to put together 
and try to make it as difficult as possible for them, um, but as sort of like chaotically uh, interesting at the same time. And I think in the end, like, I'm really exceptionally proud of this comic. I think we've, I think I've pushed myself to work in like a slightly different genre, um, to work in a, in a different tone almost, and yet still bring those sort of elements that I feel thread through my books, like characters that just cannot get it right and kind of like weird, weird, strange elements, like that brain thing that we saw. And like in the, in the trailer, there's like the person on the horse, but they're wearing yeah. some weird sort of helmet, stuff like that sort of gets to crop up. And I love that Chris was, was allowing me to put that into the story to have these stranger sides. Um, so yeah, I'm uh, hugely invested in, in what we got to do with this book. And then to be honest, like the second half of my entire push for this book is just Emmanuel's art. Like, as you said, he needs to, he, his next gig needs to be lining up. His next three years need to be lining up based on the heat he is bringing into this comic, (laughs) into the covers, into every page, into the characters. Like you can see instantly, like, this guy's got it. Like future legend, future legend mm. in the making, right here, bro, for real. So, yeah. so how long is this series? Five issues. Five issues. Mm. Okay. And is there gonna be? Is there more story behind the beyond this five issue series? You believe or no? At this stage, uh, much like most of my stuff, I I do my best to end the story we're telling. Um, gotcha. So it's a it's a story you're done, and then if there's something comes up, though, you know, is there a possibility it could return? Well, I I, I would say there's there's always a chance you could uh, you could come back and do something else. It's a it's okay, a Ryan pretty Kate, interesting world. He's a tough dude, the one and done. It's like yeah, I did it. That's it. I. Yeah, there's not a lot I, I, I return to. I, I usually pretty badly. I really salt the earth at the end of my stories. This one, I, I, I alter the landscape a little bit, let's say, but, um, yeah, there could be, you never know. You never know. I mean, one would hope, you know, if pre-orders go through the roof, Mad Cave might want to follow up. So why not? I mean, I know Mad Cave definitely, you know, definitely has extended a lot of storylines. So you, you Mm. never know. I I think people are going to dig this, you know, fans. Uh, of uh, you know the Fast and the Furious, Mad Max, you know all that yeah. the whole dystopian, you know fucked up future. I mean, not yeah, the way but... where you live in it, but you know why not? But here we go, <laughs> dig into exactly. it there because I mean it, they, they definitely make it fun. It's with cars and you got some assholes on the roads. You face them every day, you know. Well, that's sure. it. Yeah, you can get you can get all of that tension out now you in do. the book. You rather do. than worrying about it on the crazy streets out there. Oh, let me tell you, I wish I had a trunk that I could like come out with a cannon and blast the people that try to cut me off. I mean, I, <laughs> why not? <laughs> could you imagine? I'll keep my own news for you. <laughs> <laughs> Puerto Rican goes wild on Orlando's <laughs> expressway, shoots cannon from trunk, news at 11. Uh, <laughs> All right. So I love it. What's in the future for let me start with Emmanuel? What's in the future for you? So you know, outside of this particular book, is there any other uh, projects you're working on that, that we need to be on the lookout for, kiddo? Oh well, there's there's actually one comic book uh, that is coming out, but it's uh, it's only coming out in Italy, so um, I really cannot talk about it okay. <laughs> right you, now. Apart from that, um, no, not not really at the moment. I'm just working on a lot of stuff that I hope, hopefully. Uh, will see the light one day and I'll keep you posted. <laughs> and do you take commissions for art? Should anyone is, be interested? Yeah, sure. I do all the time. Excellent. So it, it, is, is like the social right here on Twitter, Instagram, the best places for that? Yeah, sure. That's the best place. Thank Absolutely. you. And then 
my last question for you then would be, you know, on your journey here, what's the best advice you could give an up-and-coming artist? Well, I know it's it may sound a bit, um, you know, a repetition of, a, of, of, the, of the old phrases, but you should never give up. And that's, I know it's some, it sounds, uh, the same old story, but, um, there's, there, there have been a lot of times uh, during these years where I almost gave up and then I just didn't. Maybe because someone gave me an advice or they, or I just pushed through because I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> but that's, that's different for every, for everyone. But I, I think the best thing you can do is to, Never give up and uh, keep trying because someday you'll suck. Someday you'll be the best you've ever been. And the, the other day you'll suck again. <laughs> and that's, that's a wheel. It always spins. You, and it's okay. You should never give up. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Fantastic. There you go. I love it, man. Great, great, great words. What about you, Ryan, brother? What we got in the future coming from you outside of this, this bad boy that's being published in February? Yes, well, as as people go out to lay their pre-order down for this with their local comic oh, shop, yeah. um, they should be able to, what day do we end? In about two weeks, I think it is the trade paperback collection of Everfrost um, oh, lands in word. bookstores. Nice. Yeah, nice. and that's, great, a, great that's book a book I put together with Sammy Cavella um, uh, through Black Mask. Um, and it is a weird super future snow planet insane sci-fi story of some pretty intense heartbreak. And so it follows a sort of warrior scientist lady who lives out in the ice, um, who is trying to get off planet and she's found a way. So she's going to try and rally some of her people and get out, but it is not going to go well. Spoilers. Of course. It's so, a Ryan K. Lindsay story. It's never going to go well at first. Yeah. Oh, no, it can't be easy for the protagonist. Poor <laughs> ass people. And so, yeah, that comes out, I want to say December the, the, the 8th. Um, so hopefully people will pick that up because the four issues came out this year. And I, I mean, I love working with Sammy oh, Cabela. That's Dude is stuff for two folks. And you know, isn't it just people. like it's right. a, it's a done in one story. It's a complete story. It's one of, the, my favorite things I've I've written. It's it's big and huge sci-fi. It's beautiful. So hopefully people can check that out. Um, I've got Black Beacon coming out through Heavy Metal. I think we have hey, two nice. more issues before the story wraps up. So um, Sebastian Perez is my co-creator on that one, and his artwork has been knocking it out of the park. It's um it's this big sci-fi story about humanity sending a a um a, a small ship well across the universe to follow this beacon that has said, you know, turn up for salvation. And so we send people out there and we find this gigantic epic Dyson sphere, which is like a space station built around the sun. And when the humans get there, they realize this thing's been there a while. It was never salvation. And now it is just a den of iniquity. And so they have to work out what the hell they're going to do there. And so we follow our leads um, character, Nico, as she tries to survive, figure things out and um, uh, stumble across a larger mystery that is a galactic concern. And so that book has been nuts so far. And I've loved getting that out there. And that'll wrap up coming into the new year. Um, but then I'm also working on a new um, graphic novel with Louis Joyce, who is an Australian artist who did Past the Last Mountain with Paul Aller, which is a beautiful book. Um, and wow. him and I are putting this graphic novel together. It's like this Dragon Kung Fu book, and it is insanely... Dragon Kung Fu. 
Yeah, it's wild. It's 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 it's, it's sort of like my spiritual successor to Eternal, that graphic novel I did yeah. with uh, Eric Savatsky. It's 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 gorgeous. It's taken us forever to make because we've put everything into it. Um, and we're going to be bringing that out through Comics Tribe um, in the new year at some stage. Yo, so I'm this guy really everywhere. I love Brian's web, man. I think this is Spider Man. No wonder you work with him. <laughs> <laughs> the hell of a web. Many many, bro. God bless you on the journey because I've been with you and seeing your rise from oh, 10 years ago. So yeah. I see. So, you know what? I'm really proud to, you know, kind of see you on this ride and seeing you talk like this. Like, oh, this is a pop, pop, pop. Got this. Yo, bro, we're really proud of you. I know Dodgy, as, as a fellow country man, you know, it's, it's having it puffing his chest out. Like, yeah, that's, that's my boy from Mars. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> straight way. We're keeping it up. And I got to say, I agree with Emmanuel as well. It's like one of those things like we're making it because I think we're not smart enough to give up. Like that's what it takes. You just <laughs> yeah. got to like keep like plugging away at it. And I think that that's, that's the, the insanity of it, but it's also what, what gets us up to keep making it. And eventually, you know, it's a war of attrition. You, you eventually make some good stuff. So no, man, Al, I, I appreciate like you guys have been super supportive. For a long time. I've gotten a lot of thoughtful like interviews and very fair reviews on on your site. And I I love it, man. So, you know, thank you. We're here to celebrate you guys, man, because without you guys, we wouldn't have be entertained. So flower time. Like, thank you. Thank you for being creative and sharing of yourselves. I definitely appreciate that. Thank you for putting yourselves out there in the way that you do. You know, not many people are bold enough to do that. So just just thank you. Just much success. Continue success. In every Thank step you. of the way, for real, yeah. to both of you. You know what I mean? God bless you guys on this journey. Thank you. You guys have been a blast. So, folks, you know, right now, go, go check it out. You'll get that preview. Get that preview. That preview, I just show you. You could check it out right there on MattCapeStudios.com, all right? This will be dropping in shops in February 2022. So, listen, make no – there's no excuse. You got – we're not even in 2022 yet. So, go pre-order this bad boy. Go to your local shop. Go check out your diamond pool list, your lunar, whatever, wherever the hell it is. Tell them this is the code. I need you guys to order me this bad boy. Please make sure to follow Ryan on Twitter, Ryan K. Lindsay, right there. And por favor, follow Emmanuel on Twitter at uh, that, that, that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it's the a bit other tricky. One. Yeah, because they want Ifrati. Oh, wait, wait. Ifratello. Ifratello di. Para scandalo. Yeah, it's a, it's an inside joke for Neapolitan people. Oops. Oh, wow. Sorry. Oh, damn. And, and, and as we end, there you go. That's the joke right there. Everything's yeah. Place. I'm I, sorry about that. The Leaning Tower of Pizza has fallen, everybody. Oh, please, man. Sorry. <laughs> and we love the people. Get out there and pre-order, pre-order, pre-order. We know that yeah, it matters, pre-order. especially for small publishers. We know that it matters for these independent, uh, you know, stories. We know yeah. that it matters because of paper shortages coming up. We know that it matters because we want our comic shops and our retailers to keep thriving. And we know that if you pre-order, the store goes, oh, maybe there's some interest and maybe they add another one to the shelf so there's so many reasons that you know you got to get out there and make sure don't wait until you know feb and then roll into your store and hope yeah, one's oh, on oh, the don't shelf wait. you don't want to miss out yeah. and don't wait till somebody uh, on, on the speculator side says oh my god this is going to be a hit book and then all of a sudden now you're paying 50 dollars for this book yeah. that you could have paid cover price on because you hesitated i mean this will be a big collectible i mean i don't want the market to be that way but it is that way that's just the truth and this will be yeah. the, a, a very hot book when it comes out i promise you 
You guys will be thoroughly entertained with this whole universe. I mean, this my last thing here for both of you. If you guys had a choice to have this as either a live action movie or an animated feature, which would you choose? Whoa. I go for uh, animated because I I love it. I I I think it would be it would look amazing if it were uh, animated. Yeah, because they're very anime-ish to me, kind of the the artwork. Yeah. you know, like like a very distinct anim- anime highlights to to the characters, which I like a lot. How you? Yeah, do. I think you could bring that warped sensibility to it in a really funky style, and I just don't know that a live action would take a very good director to bring out the insanity of Emmanuel's art. So yeah, yeah, and you that. know the colors too. The colors are are crazy, and you you couldn't mm. get that in a in a movie. I think I think an animated. Uh, Thing series would be best. See, yeah, we we have spoken it onto the world, so it will yes. be a realization. And a, <laughs> my dudes, yeah, you guys will it. see. You guys will see. With that, yo guys, real Ryan, Emmanuel, thank you so much for uh, mm-hmm. hanging out and just talking about the greenness. This great, awesome book that's coming out from Mad Cave. You know, thank you, you know, everybody at Mad Cave too for for hooking us up to ch- chit chat today. For real, yeah. I appreciate it. So my outro tells you everything you need to do, folks. You know what it is, all right? So with that, I'm out, my guy, and I'm out. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. Later. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 